Hey y'all, my name is Kylie Bright-Schuler and welcome to Cheers with Engineers. Are you a young engineer pursuing licensure, looking for career advice, or wanting to find relatable engineering content? Join me, a 26-year-old civil engineer, as I dive into stories told by men and women all across the engineering industry. Grab a glass of wine or your drink of choice and listen in as I dig into career development, industry challenges, and engineering success stories. Welcome to Cheers with Engineers, Episode 7, and today I'm with Kim Kalman. Kim Kalman is a licensed mechanical engineer from Omaha, Nebraska. She studied architectural engineering and received her master's as well from University of Nebraska. Kim started with Leo A. Daly, a full-service architectural engineering design firm, as an intern in 2002. She then started full-time upon her graduation in 2004. Kim's current role is National Director of Engineering and has been in that role since early 2020. She is responsible for the overall growth and performance of all of the engineering practices across the firm. Her firm has engineers that practice mechanical, electrical, structural, commissioning, fire protection, and architectural lighting design. Kim is also a wife and mother to two boys. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Happy to, happy to be here. Yep. And um, the fun fact that you gave me is that you actually don't know how to ride a bike. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and then the true. other one is that you ironically have never listened to a podcast before. <laughs> that is also true. And I was telling someone that today and they're like, how is that possible? I'm like, I don't know. I just haven't. <laughs> that's, so... that's funny. Yeah. Do you have any like podcasts that you want to listen to or you just have you never know, gotten into it? I've just never gotten into it. You know, most people are like, well, what do you listen to in the car? I'm like, I don't I got small kids. So I just kind of flip through radio stations with them and argue about the song that's on. And I don't have a real long commute. And so... Yeah, I just haven't really gotten into it. And I think I'd be open to anything. Like, I, I love trivia and stupid facts. So I'm sure yeah. I'd be down for anything. I just really haven't gotten kind of into it. So. Right. Yeah. I didn't even think about the kids thing. You know, if you're, I always listen to podcasts on the, when I'm driving. But yeah, if you're with yeah. kids, I mean, no one's going to listen to even yeah. a podcast like this with kids <laughs> while you're driving. So yeah, That's I could, funny. I could just hear the comment section from the back. Like, what are we listening to? Yeah. This is boring. Yeah. <laughs> so. Right. So today I am drinking, um, and you're in Omaha, Nebraska, so we are I recording am. this virtually, um, mm-hmm. and I am in Indiana and drinking Riscato Smooth. Um, it is a, just a red, yeah, smooth red blend. Excellent. Pretty good. What about you? I am drinking a mixed drink. I am drinking um, Knob Creek uh, mixed with soda. Um, so I know that's against some people's philosophy of, but I'm not quite hardcore enough to drink Knob Creek Street. Nice. So I am mixing. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, I can't do whiskey straight, so that might be a good intermediate yeah. step for me. Well, welcome. Um, appreciate you hopping on here and chatting yeah. with me. You went to the University of Nebraska yep. and studied architectural engineering. That's correct. And this is a program... I'm just now learning about from, yeah. I think Purdue just recently started architectural engineering. Um, yeah. What originally interested you in that? And yeah. why did you ultimately choose it? Sure. It's one of those things where, you know, you know, a lot of engineers that are like, why did you get into engineering? It's like, well, I was good at science and math, you know, so that's kind of the common thing. But then, you know, I always had an interest in architecture. There's probably like a hot second somewhere in, you know, elementary school or junior high where I was like, maybe I want to be an architect. And then I quickly learned like, I don't think like an architect. I don't have my side of the brain doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, engineering. And then I kind of discovered that like architectural engineering was a, was a program and a thing. And it was just starting up at the university of Nebraska. 
their program when I was kind of graduating from high school. And really, it's about the engineering of buildings. So, um, you know, you're studying kind of all facets of engineering related to a building. So when you first get into a program, you're studying structural engineering, electrical engineering, mechanical engineering, but all tailored to building engineering systems. And then you kind of focus in on one of those and you kind of specialize on those. And so the mechanical component always kind of appealed to me, um, you know, because I felt like there were just so many avenues I could go with that, um, you know, whether it be kind of a design or a really kind of energy focused, um, you know, it had a lot of a variety. And so, yeah, once I just kind of got into it, um, it just was a good match and kind of always having that interest in architecture. I knew I was like, I don't want to do machine design. I don't want to do, you know, that just wasn't what I wanted to do. And so when I found out about that program, it just, it really appealed to me. I'm one of those people who's like, oh, where do you want to go on vacation? Like, I'd, I'll probably say like a city than like the mountains, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm just always kind of fascinated by kind of cities and infrastructure and, mm -hmm. and construction. And so that that was that was a really good fit. And it was a brand new program. And um, I was one of the like the first classes to kind of graduate from it. Um, and yeah, it's been it was a good choice for me. It was a good fit. How big was your class at that time? Oh, God, my class was small, less than 15. Yeah, because with that first yeah. class, I mean, not really knowing it, yeah. being the guinea pigs, yeah. that yeah. is cool because I didn't really realize what all that would have entailed. I know, you know, like I said, Purdue is just now starting mm -hmm. an architectural engineering program. I think within the last like five years, they've started yeah. it. And I think at least from going to career fairs, a lot of the students think that they can be an architect with that yeah. degree. And I think that might be a common misconception is like, no, 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 you're still going to be doing engineering. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. It's not it's the best a, of both worlds, but yeah. it kind of is. But yeah, I mean, you you under the, the beauty about it is like you're very much tailored to work in in like a building construction field, right? You understand the needs of the architect. Like, I'm not an architect. I do have to clarify that. I, I remember like with my family, they're like, "So you're an architect?" I was like, "No, I'm not an architect whatsoever. I'm an engineer, mm -hmm. just focused on building design." The beauty about it is because it kind of approaches it from that kind of all those disciplines. You really you know, hopefully you come out of that program being able to kind of collaborate and work with architects a little bit more. You're more prepared for that. You understand kind of what's going into their design philosophy as well as the other disciplines, right? Understanding that communication with kind of electrical and structural um, and how engineering can hopefully help influence architectural design, which is really kind of what I'm very much passionate about now, working for a full service architecture engineering firm is really trying to enhance engineering performance and how engineering can help enhance a design and make it perform better, right? A building just isn't about like the look and aesthetic of the building. The building has to operate and perform, you know, for the occupants that are occupying that building, um, from an energy use perspective, from, you know, whatever process is occurring in that building. And that's really where engineers can have a lot of, lot of influence and, you know, help, you know, early on in, in design, working with architects and say like, hey, have you considered, you know, let's look at the envelope, tell me what you're thinking. Let's see if we can optimize it for things like energy performance, daylighting, glare, um, you know, human comfort factors. And to me, that's really exciting, being able to kind of use your engineering skills to enhance a building design yeah. that the architects are kind of conceptualizing. So you got your license in mechanical engineering. Yep. So did you, you started out of school as a mechanical engineer? Was that your official title? Yeah, so I started off, you know, as an EIT, kind of take yep. your FE. And so, yeah, I, I started off in, in that path kind of focused, you know, let my last, you know, few years of, of college really focused in the mechanical kind of discipline, knowing that that's kind of what I want to specialize in. That's kind of what my internship experience was, was in the mechanical. And so really, 
when I graduated, I was kind of working then with one of the mechanical groups in, in the office and um, working on those mechanical system designs, HVAC system designs for four buildings and, and spent a lot of my career doing kind of healthcare hospital design work, which was great, you know, different challenges designing for a healthcare environment, um, especially from a mechanical engineering perspective that, you know, was, you know, an additional learning curve and um, was always really kind of interesting and fascinating. You have been the same company since graduation, yeah. right? That's really cool. Yeah, um, so they obviously treat you really well there and have a good company culture, sounds like. So when you got your PE, what did mm -hmm. that do? Was there a shift in your career? Yeah, I mean, I think definitely at, at my firm and kind of in architectural, you know, engineering, if you're working at an AE design firm, you know, getting your PE, because we, we are stamping and sealing our drawings, right? We, you have to take responsibility for your your designs. Um, and so knowing that like that really was going to be a requirement for me to really advance to, to any level in my career. So kind of early in my career was very much focused on like, okay, technical excellence, really trying to like learn, you know, building design, you know, in application. Um, you get all the theory in school and then it's really <laughs> like application mm -hmm. based then when you kind of graduate and really knowing that that was my kind of end target because then that would really give me the foundation um, in my career to then kind of explore further what, where it was I really wanted to go and specialize in. Mm -hmm. Well, were you stamping plans right away? I know it's different depending on the yeah. field you're in, but. It, that, yeah, I did. I did stamp right away. So like my, my first project that I ever stamped was a really big project, <laughs> um, that I've been working on the design and it was like a, a full service hospital in Kentucky. And that wow. was like my first project that I stamped as a licensed engineer. That was a little bit like, are you sure oh, this yeah. is like the one, but, um, but yeah, like I appreciate that my company like had the confidence in me that like no, you're you're the design professional in this. You've been doing that design, and obviously there were senior guys who were, you know, my mentors and overseeing and and things as well. And so at our firm, it's very important that um, you know, we don't have sort of engineering principles or things that are like stamping holistically. If it's your design, you're stamping your design. Um, and so that was that was always you know very important that you take ownership of, of that design um, as a design professional. And so yeah, I began kind of then stamping my work as soon as mm -hmm. I got my license. And now I think I'm licensed in nine states. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is being licensed in multiple states, at least the ones that you've been licensed in, did you have to take an additional test or just um, apply? It it totally varies by state. Um, so each state has their own. Normally, it's pretty easy. Normally, you just ask for a reciprocity and you fill out the paperwork and you pay the fees and maybe you take like an ethics exam or like a quick quiz over there, mm -hmm. like state specific requirements. The the weirdest one or not the weirdest one, but the one that had the most requirements was um, state of Alaska. So they require you to take like an Arctic engineering course through the university, kind of a remote learning course through the University of Alaska before you can kind of apply for that reciprocity. So I had to take I had to take that course, which then, you know, it talks about like freeze thaw things and, you know, permafrost and yeah, know, things you don't in. have to think about in every day. Right, right. And some of it is more almost like civil engineering focused, but like everyone takes the same class. So so your firm must do projects in Alaska. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we we we're an over a hundred year old firm. So I mean, we when you've been around that long, you've done projects kind of all over the country. And so, well, I got my my license there because we were anticipating future work. I ended up not doing work in Alaska, but I have the license. You have it. You <laughs> could move there if you I got it. To. I, yeah, that's right. I got the stamp. Um, Ready to so. roll. You're obviously a mom of two boys, yeah. and 
when did you become a mother in your career and how did that impact your career? Yeah, I became a mom probably, let's see, I was in my 30s when I became a mom. So I was probably not quite 10 years into my career. Um, You know, I would say, you know, impact on my career, I would say it didn't necessarily impact my career. I kind I really, I came back from maternity leave and sort of the senior engineer, the lead on that healthcare team was retiring. And I pretty much um, came back from maternity leave. We had a few more months overlap and then um, I transitioned into that role. And so I would say in terms of, you know, living in my career or anything like that, it, it really, it really didn't, you know, I actually kind of stepped up a level kind of after, after having, having kids, everyone's different in personal choices. You know, some people are like, no, I'm going to take more time off. I'm, you know, maybe cut back hours and things with family. That just wasn't in in my plan. I knew we live in Omaha. I'm from Omaha. I have a lot of family support in Omaha. Um, So I I knew why we we could rely on family and things in terms of, you know, workload fluctuations or or whatever it might be. And so it was just part of my life having natural. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like that's really cool. Did um, you feel overwhelmed at all? Like say coming back to work? I mean, yeah, always. I mean, there's always something that makes you, you know, you're a new mom. So like everything is like True. brand new and <laughs> yeah. like everything's a little bit overwhelming. It's like, how do I, you know, you know, pump at the office or if I'm going to travel, is that going to be a thing? I mean, honestly, you know, I have a super supportive husband. He, he carries a lot of the load. Sometimes I feel like the, the parent not pulling their weight. Um, and so there's always times where you're overwhelmed or something in life kind of just something else elevates. True. Like, oh my, that wasn't expected. How do I pivot? How do I deal with it? And I think just making sure you have people that either you work with or in your life that you can at least feel comfortable kind of telling them at least some level what's going on in your life, right? And kind of ask for help when you need it. That's really important to me. And I feel like I do have that. And probably one of the reasons I've stayed at my company as long as I have you know, it comes down to a lot of times with the people you work with. And I genuinely like a lot of the people I work with. And I feel like I can have those kind of like discussions and be supported if different things in your life are kind of going out of whack. Um, yeah, you're not like you walking know. on eggshells. Oh, right. Like, do I have to ask for this additional week? My right. kid's sick. Do I have to stay yeah. home? Right. Or, you know, how's that going to be reflected on me if, you know, I have to ask for help on a project to meet a deadline? things happen in life. And so you have to just be able to like kind of recognize that and, and kind of adapt to it. Roll with the punches. Yeah. Obviously it didn't slow you down in your career. You're a director of engineering now. Um, so what does that all entail? I mean, I'm yeah. sure it's a lot, but if you could give it a gist or sure. overview. Sure. I mean, really it entails about like, so we're a full service architecture engineering practice. So really I'm director of engineering really about kind of, okay, specific to our engineering practice and all of our disciplines, um, making sure, or at least, you know, how do we align and grow our engineering, you know, in alignment with kind of, you know, our company as a whole and like overall our AE practice of where we want to go as a firm, you know, what type of work we want to do and really making sure our engineering disciplines, um, you know, that we're positioned you know, to support kind of our overall kind of company growth plans as well. And then we have engineers sitting in multiple locations. So uh, trying to, um, you know, optimize, you know, how we do our work, right? Are there efficiencies we can have between work sharing through studios 
through our processes? Can we can we do the work better? Helping to try to identify how we can do that, um, how we can work share amongst offices a little bit more efficiently to kind of distribute workload and staffing when we have staffing challenges. And so really, you know, it's it was it was a new role when I took it. The role didn't really exist. Um, so I'm like the first one. So I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, we're the bar. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, bar. exactly. When I was kind of communicating like, hey, where do I want my career to go? I kind of always talked about this. You know, I'd like to have a bigger kind of reach when it comes to engineering, kind of across the company, more influence there, kind of setting direction. And and this role didn't really exist. And then, you know, we had kind of a new leadership at the at the company and they saw value in having this kind of position you know, opened up this kind of role and I competed for it. It wasn't like, Kim, that's you. It's like, hey, this is now a, a position that we're going to try and find the best candidate for. And so, you know, I competed with outside candidates and mm-hmm. um, went through, you know, interviewing process and all that super fun stuff. But, um, but yeah, I just knew like, I was like, okay, it's time to try something different, a little bit outside the comfort zone. Yeah. You know, and some days are always like, oh, am, how am I doing? like crushing today. And then some days you're like, Oh, could have been better. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like every, everybody's got to have that for sure. Yeah. So are you not doing much design anymore? You're kind of overall overarching. Yeah, I, I definitely do I do less design than I did before. I mean, um, I'll still engage in projects, maybe at kind of a more concept level. I'll still kind of project manage, you know, to some level as well. Um, I also kind of, am very, um, involved in in terms of the leadership of sustainability within our firm. So then I might be engaging on projects more from uh, more focused on like a sustainability aspect than uh, just solely engineering aspect. But, you know, I always bring in that engineering, Um, you know, because they're so like interwoven together when it comes to like energy and performance. Um, And so, yeah, this kind of my role just has changed on projects. Right. So it might be, again, kind of initial kind of concept design, maybe kind of more as like an engineering kind of principal level, project management level, or from kind of a sustainability type high level as well. Yeah. Did you always see yourself kind of transitioning out of the full heavy design role? There's still points where I'm like, oh, maybe I'm a little jealous. Like, oh God, that's a really cool project. Yeah. Like, that would be, that would be a cool one to really lead the design on. And so there's yeah. a little part of me like, oh, that was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just it just got to a point where I was like, hey, you know what? Like, I, I kind of want to try something different. My last question for you is what advice do you have for young engineers yeah. in general, maybe who are in architecture engineering, where yeah. they want to go? Maybe they want to be a director of engineering someday, have no yeah. clue how to get there. My advice for young engineers, um, and I always started off with a little bit of a pet peeve of mine from like sometimes that young engineers will, you know, it's a little bit like if I get asked the question, like, well, what's my career path? I'm like, I have no idea. It's yours. Right. And so as a, as a young engineer, kind of your job is to try and one, really learn your, learn your technical craft, right? Like become technically excellent um, and really understand that foundation of your engineering path. But then your job is also to kind of learn about the industry and where you could go. Right. And, and talk with people and, and ask like, Hey, um, you're in business development. I don't really know what that means at my firm, you know, or at your firm. So say like, can we, can you go to lunch with me and can we learn about it? Or it's like, um, you know, asking for, for new things like, oh, Hey, maybe project management, like, 
can I sit in um, on some of your project management meetings and and you kind of run me through what does that actually mean or or maybe it's like hey you know what I really love the technical side how do I become like the subject matter expert but your job is to kind of figure out and and at least kind of ask enough questions and 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 understand that to then um, start really trying to find where it is you're gravitating towards. And then my job is to help you kind of explore that. And once you say like, hey, you know what? I really like this whole like interviewing, trying to pursue and win work. Like, how do I do that more? My job is to then help you try and do that, right? And give you those opportunities and expose you to that and giving you the resources to be successful with that. And so to me, um, you know, you kind of really have to own what it is you want to be and like tell people what you want to be. Sometimes if you have turnover, staff turnover and people leave and you're like, oh, well, why are you going? It's like, oh, you know, they told me I could do this, this and this. And it's like, why don't you tell, you could do that here, but you've never communicated you want to do that here. And so I think really just being open in terms of what it is you're looking for or maybe things you want to get exposed to is really important as a, as a young engineer and trying to expose yourself to, you know, industry um, organizations, right? Seeing what what is going on in the industry, joining those professional organizations, being kind of active in your industry is is important too, because it just kind of opens you up to kind of different avenues that maybe if you, you know, didn't go to those kind of monthly industry meetings, you 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 would miss out on. So like that's always my advice to kind of young engineers. I like what you said, because at the end of the day, your career is your responsibility. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you'll have mentors along the way that will yeah. help you grow. But I mean, you have to have the passion, have the drive. Yeah. You can't yeah. just say, hey, I want to be the d- director of engineering at Leo A. Daily. Right. Here's how you get there. Point step A, B, yeah. C, D. I right. mean, it's not yeah. going to happen like that. So yeah. I think that's really good yeah. advice. Well, that is all I have. Is there any okay. parting words or anything else you want to say? I don't know. How? Well, okay. For someone who doesn't really listen to podcasts, how do I do? Mm-hmm. You did great. Yeah. Okay. It's been awesome. How'd I do? <laughs> Good. This was pretty fun. Like okay. I like talking about engineering and uh, I like talking about engineering with other engineers. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, this was, this was great. So thank Good. you for inviting me to be on your podcast. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Cheers. Oh yes. Cheers. Yep. Virtual cheers. cheers. Virtual yeah. cheers. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.